So on this week's episode, we are joined by Sophie Coffey to talk about starting college, going back to college, all of that good stuff. Hi, Sophie. Hello. <laughs> Obviously, Danielle is here too. I'm still here. Yeah. Just Haven't run away. <laughs> okay, so what, what do you want to talk about first? Like 2020? Um, yeah, I think that we should kind of touch on 2020, seeing as like we just had Amy and Sarah on talking about their experience in 2021. Mm-hmm. So, Sophie, we'll make you relive a tiny little <laughs> bit of Leaving Cert 2020 so we can see how you actually made it to college mm-hmm. <laughs> in one well, week. I forget. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if people don't, no, um, Sophie originated our Leave Insert Diaries on Missy Daddy two years ago. It started, and Sophie did the whole year. Started off normal year, descended <laughs> chaos in March 2020. Sometimes. Yeah, it was a funny one. I remember like suggesting the idea and kind of pitching. We're like, oh yeah, this will be great, nice and straightforward. And then sort of, I think September was normal all the way through till about February. It was all fairly standard. Um, and I used to do at the beginning of all of them, anyone who read them, whether it was like the countdown of X months down, X to go, which ended up being the most ridiculous waste of writing ever because it just <laughs> became absolutely pointless. Um, and then at the March one, because we do them at the end of the month and you're kind of going, right, well, this is a whole new ball game to begin with. And then April was all of a sudden another thing. We were suddenly online learning. No one had any idea what was going on. Um, making it up as we went along kind of thing, trying to, like at the time, and it's such a bizarre concept now, uh, particularly as we record this over Zoom, but at the time we had never used Zoom, like even 18 months ago, had never logged onto it. And then there we were kind of morning, noon and night, it was logged onto Zoom or Microsoft Teams or setting up platforms, trying to work out, you know, someone was missing from a platform or someone was needed a Teams login or getting school emails and trying to suddenly pass a leaving search from your bedroom um, and then it moved into sort of April time I think was when they initially said to us yep yeah, you're gonna sit your leaving search in August which went down brilliantly well absolutely not um, so it was suddenly the idea of oh hang on a second I've got to try and keep up motivation for two months while also not knowing what the situation is now never mind in two months time then trying to keep up with kind of homework and tests at the same time they keep throwing out this word of calculated grades and they're not using the word predicted grades which is what the UK was using they're deliberately calling it calculated grades so what's the story going on there and then again trying to work out okay well if it's calculated grades or if it's the exams and we were absolutely promised by hook or by crook that the exams were going ahead and then in the space of, and I think part of the problem was it was just constant leaks. You're constantly listening to the news and someone else has said something else and someone has said something and you've still got no idea what's going on. But apparently one of the papers knows what's going on. Or if you listen to RTE or if you go onto the Irish Times, you'll find out some more. Um, and so all the students, all the teachers were all in this kind of sinking boat. It was this idea we're all in the same boat, but it was a very, very sinking boat. Um, <laughs> it was this idea of like, well, we don't know what's going on. Turn on the news. They might have an idea. And then in the space, quite literally, it was a Wednesday afternoon and everyone was going, I know, it'll be, we're sitting exams. Like they've said they can't do predicted grades. That evening, then I think it was the independent around the story of, well, actually, they're going ahead with these calculated grades. In which case, everyone's going, well, what do we do now? Because all of a sudden, the teachers who had taught us, many of us for six years, 
we were not allowed to contact them. Like you could not, you were supposed to have classes on the Thursday because it was just a normal school, as, as normal as it can be during a pandemic. It was a normal school Thursday. You were supposed to log on to your Zoom classes and suddenly it was like, nope, don't contact anyone. No emails, no messages. You cannot get a word, say absolutely nothing because um, no one knew what was going on and there was this fear that we might canvass them. But of course, none of us have a clue what's going on. And logically in that situation, when you've got an academic thing and you don't know what's going on, you automatically reach out to the teachers who couldn't reach out to us. We couldn't reach out to them. And they were like, it was all bizarre. I remember at some point someone went for a walk and happened to come across a teacher and they're like, they just walked the other way because you didn't know what you were going to come across. You just couldn't <laughs> in case you're going to canvass them. Um, so you just kind of had to keep going with it and start working out, well, what are calculated grades? Have I still got a CAO chance? And then the system came up, it was going to be put through, teachers had to come up with the grades and then it would go through a standardisation process and it would be potentially upgraded, downgraded. And then they started throwing out different reasons it'd be upgraded, downgraded, depending on the schools you went to and all those kind of previous results, which all got very complicated and very messy. Um, and then you just sort of had to sit there. And this was the beginning, I want to say, of middle of May. Um, at which point we didn't get our results till September. So between the rest of May, June, July, all of August and beginning of September, we just had to sit there and sort of wait. And a lot of the leaving cert year, you spend your time being told, you know, it's up to you. The teachers can do so much, your parents can do so much, but it's up to you at the end of the day. It's what the work you put in, the study you put in, how much you work on the exam. And then all of a sudden, four months, it was the opposite, opposite. We were told, well, actually, it's out of your hands at this point. It's up to the teachers. It's up to this government standardization process. Best of luck with it. Um, and then we had to just sort of sit there and wait and listen to kind of other countries' predicted grades, fiascos come out and hope that ours went well. And then in September, they released them online. Yeah, because we weren't even allowed to go in and pick up our results. You had to kind of just sit in your bedroom and log in and hope that no one else in the house was too nearby while you either destroyed or <laughs> delighted um, and had to sort of log in and come up with your list of subjects um, and your grades. And thankfully, mine, I was delighted with mine, thankfully. Um, and then you had to kind of wait another few days um, to see what the story was in terms of college places because suddenly this whole thing was going well if people are being upgraded if grades are suddenly higher than they've ever been we've now got to deal with the fact that the points have changed so points were increasing mad mad things and um, you'd no idea what you kind of usually you'd go into it having an idea of what sort of points you're looking for what kind of course you're kind of being realistic you've got your optimistic pessimistic realistic option any option went out the window here. You just had to hope you got some points and you got some course somewhere. Um, and then they came out with the uh, CAO points, which had obviously skyrocketed for a lot of people. So people were kind of trying to manage different options. And then it also came out about the upgrading and the downgrading process, um, which was interesting. So we got, you'd logged on initially to the portal and you got your grades. And then you got to log on on another opportunity to see what your teachers had actually given you. So the percentages that you were given by your teachers compared to the percentages you were given by the standardization process. So I had seven subjects. My grades were changed in six of them. Sorry, my percentages were changed in six of them and my grades were changed in two. So I was downgraded in two subjects um, by a percentage system. So my accounting and Spanish grades had been dropped purely based off kind of the system that they had gone through. So I was very lucky in the sense that I had been ahead of the points I needed anyway. So the standardization system for me was kind of just more an interest thing. Um, and I was sort of watching friends go through it. And unfortunately for some people, it just wasn't the standardization process in the end was what kind of prevented a college course or stopped them going certain ways. So it was a very complicated situation because again, 
while we're still kind of results are trickling out we're still changing college places colleges are changing when we're going on start dates first years are getting different situations and still some people are trying to work out can they do anything with their points can points be appealed so it was possibly the longest saga of the leaving cert that I've ever I think I read a piece at the time saying that it was and I think what I called it but something along the lines of um leaving cert's like a comedy show and I can't take a second season because it just went on and on and on and then it's like okay now we've got into college I was very lucky got my first place CEO delighted myself and then suddenly it was like okay hang on <laughs> what happens now because college is all over the place I've got to start but am I online all over the place so yeah it was just a very funny even speaking back about it it just sounds a bit mad and you're kind of going I don't know how I managed it and then to listen to sort of Sorka and Amy and the same situations again you're going it is just a bizarre thing that it's a good job we've written it down we've spoken about it because I don't think anyone will believe us when we try to say yeah well this is actually what happened. <laughs> yeah no because like the leaving certain CAO I think are actually like crazy anyway on a normal year like when you actually think about it like because like we've been through it like in a semi like normal year I spoke last week about my leaving cert kind of just going completely wrong like when one <laughs> paper was handed out um but like it's such a small gap between getting like your your results your CAO and suddenly you're off in college like it's mm-hmm. only a matter of weeks and it's been made even worse last year and now this year again that they've pushed the results out a few weeks and then the college CAO points coming out a few weeks later and people only have two or three weeks between you know finding out all this work that they've put years into what that's kind of accumulated to and then suddenly they're in college and it's like yeah it's a big upheaval and it's kind of like they don't even realize like people have to move you physically have to get your stuff find an apartment or like student accommodation and move and that takes a while and you know and it's like I think yeah I think I had like three weeks because UCD starts quite early more so than the other colleges and by the time I got my points and knew that I was going to UCD, I think I had three weeks to find accommodation in Dublin, which is chaotic at the best of times and move and, you know, sort my life out. And it was just it was really overwhelming. And it's just crazy that they don't really think about that. So even in 2020 and now this year, what they've done, it's like, are you actually being logical in your decisions here? It's just what? Did you yeah. what? <laughs> Spoiler, not everyone lives in Dublin or lives in yeah. the or going to the college. Like, especially, like, Dublin has such a huge influx of, like, all us country folk. And <laughs> it's, like, a big change. We'll get into that anyway, like, later in this episode. But, like, yeah. it's just such a crazy experience. Like, and it's just been made worse by the pandemic. And it's, like, no one realises the upheaval all of this causes. Yeah. Sophie have you actually stepped foot in a lecture hall like how has your college well there was a lot of excitement at the beginning we were like we're going to college and I was I got into Trinity and was absolutely Mm -hmm. delighted myself because I was doing an arts degree and for me Trinity arts it was the whole it's a very romanticized view but I wouldn't be an English major (laughs) if I didn't have a romanticized view um and got on it was like okay wow like here's my timetable and then it's even things like this where you're trying to read a timetable that's written in a completely different way but our timetables some of them were saying like lecture halls they were given places that you were supposed to be mm-hmm. and some of them were saying they were all going to be online and they were being lecture our pre-recorded lectures to be released at like eight o'clock in the morning and you had that then online so you're going well which one is it and then they were like okay you're gonna have orientation online which is okay at the time the public health advice yep absolutely you have to be orientated online but it's quite difficult to be orientated around campus when you're sat in your bed 
Uh, so you're kind of juggling through that. And then we got the timetables and they said, you know, okay, most of it's going to be online. So I did all my English orientation. All of that was online. I was joint honours, so, well, I'm joint honours, English and sociology. And then for my sociology, they said, actually, you're allowed to come in um, and you can do your first orientation lecture. We're going to do that in person. So the life of myself headed into town. Um, but then it was quite weird because Trinity, obviously, you have these big main gates, um, but they've all been closed for a year, whatever it is. You have to go in the side entrance and you're kind of wandering around trying. And at this point, student IDs and stuff still had to be like released. So I was trying to get in with a letter to say that I was a student because I didn't have the student ID at the time. And then you've got to go in, you've got to find a lecture hall and you're kind of sat there going, right, this is weird. And then when you go into the lecture hall, like every seat has a sticker on the back of it and it's either red or green, depending on whether you can sit on it. So like every third seat or something was green. And in between like every six or seven seats, there's like a hand sanitizer and a blue cloth and sort of um, like a cleaning spray to sort of wipe things down and everyone's wearing masks around you so again not your standard college experience whatever you imagine it um, and then so that was the vast majority of us got in for that for the sociology introduction for that one sort of 50 minutes but then after your 50 minutes were over you had to get back off campus again so I had 50 minutes there in September and I got to go at another point to pick up my student card which is probably about 10 minutes and then that was it that was the first semester they were like there you go unfortunately you just can't get in but it's okay because next semester so I was like that was kind of your every day when you wake up and you log back onto the laptop and you get sick of the site your own zoom login you'd go to find next semester next semester next semester then Christmas came around and it all got mad all over the place all over again and it's like right sorry you're not coming in in September or in the second semester either so in the end those 50 minutes and 10 minute period in September ended up being the whole hour I got on campus in a whole year that's doesn't seem fair does it really a bit anticlimactic (laughs) yeah and Sophie is that like a trinity thing I say that that was everyone yeah so I had friends in you know TUD UCD and various parts and you can tell I'm from Dublin can't you Um, (laughs) friends from local and everyone was online all sitting in our rooms climbing the four walls of our bedrooms going a bit mad and there were some students I had a friend in sciences and she got to go in kind of once a week and then later on in the semester this was scrapped and it was like well you're doing all this online as well so yeah it all became a very very much an online affair um, which was easier said than done so we kind of uh, particularly for the freshers so as in the first year group we would have finished school in March and then since March of 2009 of 20 we had online learning the whole time so we went through the rest of the school year and then all of the first year of college all online. Do you feel you missed out on your first year of college? By Definitely what? yeah <laughs> it's yeah. quite a funny one because a lot of people when you sort of and the girls who are currently waiting for their um leaving set results would be able to tell you now that a lot of people when you're waiting for your results when you're trying to get your points in your college courses people are going oh I wish I was in college oh I would love to go back oh I miss my you know I'd love to be back in your position and you're kind of going I don't think you would in this situation because <laughs> right now it's not an enviable one um, but people talk about how great it is and you know you get a bit of freedom and you get to do this that and you're going to sort of focus on all the things that you really want to do and when you're in school and you're sitting there trying to study 
you know, one of the theorems or you're trying to learn the tissue in a duck or whatever it is, and you're just motivating yourself with all that extra vision. The reason I'm doing this is because I want to go to university or I want to go to whatever level it is, because it doesn't have to be university, but whatever it is that you want to do, you're sitting there going, this is why I'm preparing for it. This is why I'm revising. So I put in all these hours, the late nights, early mornings, whatever it is, because at this time next year, I'm going to be sitting in a lecture hall or I'm going to be walking around the Trinity campus. And then you kind of get to this time next year and you actually feel like you've taken 10 steps back. Um, so definitely from that point of view, um, socially, obviously, it's quite difficult to get to know people when you've not met anyone. Um, when it comes to Zoom calls, a lot of people at this point have unfortunately experienced remote learning. Um, if So I would have done it from a school perspective and then from a college perspective. From a school perspective, it was still quite awkward, even though we all knew each other for six years at that point there is still an awkwardness to it but at least if you got put in a breakout room you could chat away to someone like I remember getting put into breakout rooms and (laughs) you'd be put into breakout room on zoom no one would turn on their cameras so it would just be a blank screen and like mics would reluctantly go on and off to prepare maybe one point and then it's like mic mic off you'd have your like okay I've said my single thing I can turn my (laughs) mic off again and you just sit there in silence for a 20 minute period of a tutorial that you're supposed to be in a breakout room because no one knew how to interact in this way and you'd feel quite awkward about the whole situation there was times where I genuinely thought my screen had frozen or I'd lost wi-fi because there was just nothing coming out the other end and as it turned out we were all just sat there absolutely frozen no words nothing no one really knows how to interact so when you've not got that kind of thing of getting to know people socially you just spend a lot of time kind of not you still obviously got friends from previous sort of dynamics or from school or whatever it is but you're quite isolated from your college friends um or those you go to college with which then has the disadvantage as well it's like when you sit an exam in school and you're sitting there going god this isn't really going well this is going really badly and you come out after the exam and everyone else goes god that was really hard wasn't it or I really struggled with that and that's kind of that reassurance that you're all going okay it wasn't just me when you're remote learning and you don't know anyone, you can't then go and ask someone here, what was the question for that part? Or did you get that note? You've just got to kind of hope that you know it yourself because you've not really got the communication. And then also if you're finding a part of something quite tricky. So for example, so I did economics as part of my sociology and there were some of the graphs and I'm going, this is ridiculously hard. And I did economics at Leaving Search and I'm sitting here trying to work my way through a bunch of graphs going, this is quite difficult usually if you're in school you'd find someone else and you begin listen are you finding this hard as well or is it just me when you're online learning you're going am I the only one who's not able for it and then you start to doubt maybe I'm just not able for this course don't maybe I don't have the capacity or the ability to keep up with the rest of the material but you can't ask anyone because you know it's not like you're coming out of a lecture hall saying did you understand that or you're walking to the Lewis with someone asking listen I'm really bewildered by what's going on here you've just kind of got to hope that everyone else is in a similar boat to you but you can't check with anyone and it was only I think when I ended up in a group project with three other students we ended up kind of chatting through that way and they went oh I'm actually finding this part really hard and you're going oh thank god it's not just me I'm not just because you know you've got all this imposter syndrome all of this stuff around college anyway and then suddenly not being able to reassure yourself that others are in the same boat or others are finding it tricky you do begin to doubt yourself so you've got to kind of not being on campus has so many more ramifications than sort of the immediately obvious ones it does sort of trickle down so those will be the things that we look forward to next year is that even when you're absolutely finding a subject really tricky you can reassure yourself you're not the only one yeah definitely it must be a bit of a confidence knock as well like to be like oh like am I the only one who's feeling this way and then not be able to get that reassurance definitely sounds like a very lonely experience yeah I think when 
start in college in many ways you've kind of got to have a bit of confidence or you've got to go mm-hmm. particularly if a lot of people will go in and they'll specialize in something that they're usually quite good at so for example English in school would have been my favorite subject um, it was the one I wanted to do I've always wanted to do it it's when I was happy enough to go in with college and it's the one that you generally choose a subject that you were stronger at so for example I did accounting I had to laugh at Amy on the podcast last time because I would be <laughs> the exact same as her with accounting I did accounting leaving search I was never ever going to be an accountant I'd have been an absolute idiot if I decided I wanted to go and do accounting in um, college but you go and do the one that you're strongest at which means you kind of go in some ways, it's like a big fish in a small pond. When you're in a classroom where everyone's got varied interests, you're in an English classroom with people whose favourite subject is maths or who prefer languages or who are more into the sciences. You're kind of in that varied, everyone's mixing around. Then you go into college and instead of a whole big fish in a small pond, it's like, you know, very, very small fish <laughs> in very, very big pond. And suddenly there's sharks and all these other things. It's a whole new situation to try and get used to. And so you've got to have a little bit of confidence in yourself. But it's kind of hard to get it when you can't bounce ideas off or you can't really get the sense of what other people are experiencing. You've only got your own experience to go off of. And usually, you know, yes, siblings or older relatives or friends or whatever can give advice. But no one has been in this particular pond with us before. No one has had this exact experience. And the only people who have had the experience, the only people who can relate to are the ones you don't know yet, the ones you can't really talk to because, you know, you've only met them over Zoom. And that doesn't really leave a lot of scope for uh, in-depth conversations <laughs> it sounds really difficult like it just sounds good. Like going to college is hard enough for some people but that just seems like whoa yeah because it is such a big jump from how you do your learning in um secondary school I mean like everything is kind of fed to you it's all about like yeah. you know just rehashing all the information but when you go to college it's all about your own thoughts and your own opinions and like that can be quite intimidating when you first go into um a lecture or um, a tutorial I actually thought that they did that really well in normal people kind of showing you know that he was like you know really good at English and then he went into the tutorials and suddenly you have people coming out all these things and you're like <laughs> what do you mean like where are they getting this information from or where are they getting that meaning from and like it is kind of like a confidence knock and it's so different as well from the secondary school experience that like I think that's kind of a shock as well and then like doing that remotely where like you don't have the same kind of ability to bounce off people and make friends and just kind of even suss out how everything works because like you know you'll probably go into actual tutorials now and you'll be like is this actually what a tutorial is like because there's nothing like <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself <laughs> yeah it's just it'll be completely different again it'll be like you starting first year all over again sure you'll love that <laughs> round two here we go yeah it'll be strange I suppose now Trinity are going back, aren't they? I, I know I've seen that they have quite. Um, I can't. I saw like Trinity Times. It was like a conservative approach, is it that they were saying to the return to college? Whereas I think other colleges are going kind of a bit quicker, kind of with the. Yeah, so it's a bit more limited than um, others. So I know Trinity. I think have said that anything lectures over 150 people will still be online which is quite different to UCD, who are saying you can have lectures of 500 people. Um, so quite a big kind of jump there. Um, tutorials should be in person, which would be ideal, because I think that would be the main place where you can kind of get to actually speak to others um, and start getting to know them. So tutorials be in person, hopefully. Lectures under 150 people, I think 
it's kind of at the discretion of the school. So each there's the college wide restrictions or approach, but there's also each individual school has to make the decisions. Um, and because I'm joint honours, I would be within the English school and also the social sciences through um, sociology. So I may find that I have sort of some restrictions with one school and I don't with the other or vice versa. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how it works we're now able to go on campus so up until about two weeks ago you had to show a letter or something to say that you had a like a library booking um or a now, educational reasons such as a lecture that was in person to get onto campus you had to kind of show that proof to get onto campus um which was slightly ironic because I did go on at one point with a friend into drop something into the library um and you did sort of have to laugh at all these um tourists going by into the book of cows and there's us with our letters to prove we can go to the library um so you had to sort of laugh at those kind of things so we'll now be able to just kind of walk in freely and stand on our campus which is a lot more than we used to be able to do <laughs> um so it's still it is quite a conservative approach but I like even if it means going in once twice a week at this point I'm so desperate for other human interaction that I'll actually take it because I know UCD is like huge like the lecture halls are fairly big so I can understand why their capacity is quite maybe a bit larger than other people's like theatre L and the arts building I remember walking in there and being like what is this like it's like a little stadium I was like this is massive you go from a classroom to that big thing and you're like so I can kind of see why they might have a bit more occupancy wise but yeah like you said even if you're getting in a few days a week you should feel a bit more because sometimes like I used to have a few days off during the week anyway like I think I had Wednesdays and Fridays off so it's kind of normal to just have a few days in college sometimes anyway so hopefully your experience is a bit more normal this year I hope (laughs) (laughs) yeah it can be quite difficult as well if you are in a large course because I know I was in quite a small course I think there's like only 20 of us in the course and we were always together like it yeah which was quite a negative in one way yeah. you know like I just didn't feel like I kind of socialized well that's probably like my own fault as well like I probably should have like put myself out more in like societies and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like it was too small of a group um like we kind of got sick of each other fairly quickly <laughs> um you know like it, it's, it was kind of like being still in secondary school but then we were mixed in with a few other bigger courses as well and it, it's funny you saying Sophie that you're between two disciplinaries I was between four of them oh, and it was just like chaos and I no couldn't one... handle the emails if I was between more <laughs> no. two and like no one knew like what was going on and it'd be like oh you have to ask the Irish department oh you have to ask the history department ask the English department ask the geography department and I was just like what yeah. is going on like and as I said like there's only 20 of us in the class that's crazy it's so small but yeah because I always felt I like this like, is too big yeah but then it was like because like you could go into a lecture at one person and then not see them again ever I was like where did they go did they just like fall off the place of the earth um but yeah kind of hopping between departments and being like one department uses one formatting like MLA and the other one uses a different one and you're like oh my god my oh you're trying to keep track and referencing is enough to try and get your head around <laughs> yeah. at the beginning I think referencing I have never been so petrified in my life mm-hmm. as I am over the potential plagiarism, like the actual terror every time you submit a document that you might, and I have no intention of plagiarism. I am the last person likely to plagiarize, <laughs> but the actual terror when I submit something that I might have plagiarized the entire thousand words, I like yeah. unbelievable. It's crazy. And the fact that like online, you wouldn't have had maybe like that opportunity to do like bits of workshops and like collaborate with people in your class that must have been very even more petrifying I'm kind of scared just thinking about it <laughs> just like having flashbacks it's terrifying 
I think having to do first year over Zoom is honestly, it would terrify me. It's like some sort of social experiment gone wrong. Like it just, it'd be my worst nightmare. Like I really just, I don't think like I'm outgoing enough to like meet people online and like talk to people online. And yeah. like, I think I just would not be able to cope at all. And you don't want to be yeah, that I think person it does. I think it does work for some people. Um, so like there were so there was on a Facebook thing I think it was put up someone anyone who's like Trinity Freshers 2020-2021 so they were added to kind of various groups depending on your subject um but I mean there's hundreds of us across my two subjects so it was kind of different and some people would be messaging in group chats and some people are really outgoing in that way and it really suits some people and it was a handy thing to have in terms of the class rep was able to send messages around and be able to kind of ask questions and go back and forth so they were brilliant in that sense but for some you're kind of just texting into a group of you know hundreds of people who you don't know it doesn't suit everyone it's quite an awkward way of trying to get to know people um, and also like you've got people who are coming from all parts of the country all parts of the world actually so getting to know people in a physical like personal sense is quite difficult in that sense um, and then you're trying to sort of just mix everyone together and you know a name because you've seen them pop up in the corner of your screen or a message has popped up there in one of your tutorials or something along those lines but even the size of the tutorials so my English ones were quite nice because they were small um so you'd get to know the same people again and again each week and you turn on your cameras and everyone was chatting there's a camaraderie I think I read about an article um there's a camaraderie though of you know all sitting together trying to put together 14th century Italian sonnets you know there's it's a niche group of people who are going to be able to bond through that whereas with sociology when it's that bigger group of you know there could be 30 of us in the tutorial 20 25 people no one's got their cameras on you're not going to kind of get to know people that way so even though names are popping up you're just not familiar with them it's like you kind of they could all walk they could all walk into jesse and danielle's backgrounds right now they could all be on this zoom call and i wouldn't be (laughs) any the wiser as to the fact i go to college with them it's kind of sad like college goes by so quickly i remember people saying that to me and like rolling my eyes at them (laughs) like i did four years in trinity and like it flew by like and you know that's one full year that you know you've lost as such from the college experience because like I know it is like an education like you know that's the main reason you're there but like it is still you know kind of a once in a lifetime for most people who go to college experience so it is kind of sad to miss out on a full year of it. I'll just keep doing postgrads and masters until I'm sick of the place. <laughs> no, but there are people who are doing um, Erasmus. So I have friends in other colleges who are doing three-year courses and who will then go on Erasmus next year, which means they had their first year online. They'll have half of their second year abroad and then they'll spend like only a year and a half in their actual college, which is mad. So I'm lucky that mine is four years. So, you know, 25% of the degree has been online, but hopefully closer to 75% is actually in person. Um, But it does kind of make people think in terms of Erasmus, you know, going abroad, is it worth taking more time away from campus? Again, financially, people's situations have changed as well. So it does weigh up, even if we get online or even if we get in person this year, there will sort of be the longer term consequences of having that first year online. Yeah, definitely. And how how did like the whole fee situation work out? Like, did you pay full fees for an online school from the look you're giving me? You're not happy about it. Full fees for the person. Now they did give us um Simon Harris announced two hundred and fifty euro to each college student. So that was actually facilitated through the colleges. Um, Mm -hmm. so they okay so like the way the fees work you can pay in installments or whatever it is um so whatever is on 
your account because they've obviously Trinity have your account there. They just look at the account and they can take the 250 off it. So if you have paid up to date, your 250 just goes off it for the next year. You're in a 250 credit. If you've still got fees left to pay, they just took the 250 off there. Um, so like there was, you know, there was an effort made. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been, it was unfortunate, obviously, when you are paying full fees and you're sitting at home it would have been complicated to work something else out when they were convinced we were going in for the second semester. And then they were convinced we were going in for the next part and we were convinced we were going in. And some students were in weekly doing science things. Some students were online. So it was a complicated thing in that sense. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll get a bit more for my money next year. <laughs> You'd hope so. That is mad. And like the fees for college have gone so expensive. I remember when I was in first year, um, I went to college just after like the collapse of the economy so like points were huge the year I went to college because suddenly everyone was going to college because it was like no one was going to get jobs out of you know secondary school like a lot of people would have done so like when I went to college in first year it was when we were going into like the insane budget cuts and like everything was going up so I think like in first year the college fees were like 600 euro for the year and then it just started going up. I think it went to like 1,500. And then the, when I was in second year, it went up again. And it just kind of kept going up. And especially like when, you know, the economy is doing so much better. Well, like pre-COVID, like why haven't, you know, the fees gone back down? Like that's an astronomical jump from 600 euro a year for college to like, it's over three and a half. Three grand now. And then you also have accommodation fees if you're not living. Just in the huge year. money. If you've got to add on a huge amount of to your costs every day. Oh my God, it's astronomical. Like it was a lot. Even when I was in college, I um, lived in NCI, which is quite close to Trinity. Um, so I was quite lucky in that. And like, I think my accommodation for the eight, nine months of college was something like five and a half thousand euro to live in NCI. And I looked it up recently and it's gone up a good few thousand euro. Like I think it's like seven or eight thousand euro for not even the full year, which is way more than a grant covers. So if you're someone who's on a grant, like your accommodation isn't even being covered by the full grant. So like that's a huge gap for like a lot of people. When you're paying seven grand for your accommodation and three grand for your education, <laughs> actual education, you're looking at 10 grand straight away for a year. You do a four year course, you're looking at 40 grand. Like it's a lot. And then kind of spending money as well. Do you know, if you're living away from home and jobs are kind of hard to come by as well when you're in trying to juggle, you know, college as well, but also like trying to find a job that works in around it as well. Like it, it is a huge barrier to people. And I feel like the barrier is just like, you know, the gap there is getting bigger and bigger all the yeah. time and no doing anything to address that and it's not even a full year like an an academic year is what barely eight months when you really think about it and you take holidays off or you're probably going to be going home and things like that so you're paying seven grand for accommodation that you're using not even like maybe seven eight months it's just that's crazy like when you think about it yeah it it was both kind of like a benefit and a disadvantage there last year in terms of being online Mm -hmm. was that some people were able to do college remotely and so there was a girl on one of my courses who was doing she was in America and she used to like log in every time we had a tutorial 
from America and whenever it was like the timing of it or something she was in Mississippi so she used to be logging in at, like four o'clock in the morning oh. to pay attention to her sociology tutorial or whatever it was because it was just the way that she was able to do it from home mm-hmm. to save her moving over here spending money moving in a pandemic all of that kind of complicated side of things and there were other people from the, down the country who kind of came up for the first semester and stayed in halls and then were back down for the second one so it does all depend on sort of individual you know that the issue issue was people didn't know whether or not they could come up or whether or not they were going to stay down. So they could have been paying deposits for accommodation that they ended up not needing at all, but may have also ended up themselves in a situation where they needed accommodation, but they couldn't get any because they'd only be given a short period of notice or they had thought they were going to be from home the whole time. So it was both, yeah, advantage and a curse. Yeah, no, it's a, a big decision moving to college, especially if you're doing an arts degree like I was for the first three years. It was grand. But when I got to fourth year, I'd moved back to my accommodation in NCI and I had everything paid, like I had the first installment paid and I got up to Trinity and I had four hours a week in. What? Yeah. And it just got to the point where it was like, there's actually no reason for me to be handing out like five and a half grand, like to be sat up here. And like none of my friends were around. Everyone was on different timetables by the end. So I actually ended up moving home and commuting for my last year of college which I did kind of regret in one way because I did kind of feel like I missed out on the last year of college but at the time my reasoning was like that was five thousand euro towards like doing a master's or something like that for like the following year or you know whatever I kind of want to do after college but like it can be such a big decision for people you know especially if you want to live close enough that you can commute it's like do I commute or do I, you know, move away to college and you're kind of missing out on the college experience if, like, you know, you're commuting. You can't, like, you know, be going on nights out as much and, like, it's, it is, like, such a difficult decision for people. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, because I, I kind of commuted a bit half and then stayed up half. And then when I did my master's, I just commuted because I had, like, two days a week and I was like, I'm not paying accommodation in Dublin to just sit there for two days. Um, but yeah, definitely the whole kind of, you feel like you might miss out and people are going out on nights out and you're like, oh, I don't know anyone well enough to be like, can I stay with you? Like, you know, it's just kind of, it can be so awkward. So yeah, definitely the whole commuting thing is a bit of a, bit of a shamble. Sometimes you're just not sure what, what are we doing? Um, I think even with the CAO is that you've got the idea of like, I was very, very lucky to be living in Dublin, in which case I could kind of shove whatever I wanted on my CA I didn't put Trinity down because it's close to me I put Trinity down because that was the one I wanted to go to um, and so I wasn't kind of restricted by my locality whereas if you've got to be picking your CAO and you've got to be taking into account as well as all your career choice as well as what you want to do as well as the points you think you've got you're also going to be taking into account is it financially feasible is it realistic for me to be moving here there and everywhere so it kind of adds an added dimension that I as a Dublin student never ever had to think about but other people do have to take into consideration when making what's already a fairly stressful choice (laughs) yeah definitely and did any of your friends who might also be Dublin based did they move out or want to move out or how just no (laughs) I think we've all stayed in Dublin I think every one of us has stayed in Dublin um no I don't think there might have been like two three from my entire year um Mm -hmm. in sixth year that went away from Dublin um I think the rest of us did stay fairly close to home because kind of financially as well when we had the option to live at home um, and keep going, we would have been 
bit daft not to take it. Um, it was even things like for me, I had a job through fifth and sixth year. So I was able to keep up that same job for the last mm-hmm. year as well. So it's just sort of a lot more convenient when you don't have to take into consideration anything like that and just be able to make a choice purely off what I wanted to do, the college I wanted to go to. And it's such a kind of innocent way of picking it in a way. It was just, this is what I wanted to do. There you go, stick it on the top. <laughs> um, but it was the way that it was lucky enough that it worked for me. Very. It's a lot to be doing at 17, 18 years of age. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was only 17 when I went to college. And the thing was, I actually didn't get my first... Well, I had a drama with the CAO. My, <laughs> my like first choice, like the most of the way through sixth year, was to do arts down in UCC. And after I did the Leaving Cert, you know, you kind of have a better sense of what's like achievable. Mm-hmm. So just before the CAO closed, I went in and I changed stuff and I thought I put Trinity. Mm-hmm. I just came across a course from Trinity and I'd never heard of it before. And I was like, oh, I'll put that as my second choice. And I somehow managed to put it as my first choice. Oh, no. And I didn't realize because they didn't send out, you know, the way they used to be send out like a little docket to say like, these are your choices or whatever, because it was the end of them closing. They didn't send it out. So like, I didn't know I made a mistake until I logged in the morning of it. And they were like, you got your first choice. <laughs> and I was like, what? I remember Danielle telling me this, like around the week or time that the CEO had just closed. And I was like, oh my God, where am I going? I'm going to be off in like Athlone. (laughs) So like I had a conversation booked down in Cork with like my best friend. And so like I had to cancel that. I honestly did not know like the difference between O'Connell Street and Henry Street in Dublin. (laughs) Dublin was just like, I did. oh yeah, I'd never set foot on the Trinity campus. I didn't even know where Trinity was what why would you um, put so, that down in uh, the rest like, the, the course said interesting and people were all like trinity or whatever and i was just like i don't really care but like why not put trinity down and then like i got into it and my mom was like but you got into trinity and i was devastated i was like i want to go to ucc and like people were like you got into trinity like why are you like whinging yeah but you had and, your whole life set on going to ucc like yeah and so like i went up and i got uh, accommodation in and Dublin but like I only had like a few weeks like between you know yeah, I've had so short people have had like in the past two years but like between like you know getting like the place and like moving to Dublin it is only a few weeks and I was only 17 and I was like how did I get here like this is just <laughs> really strange and I just didn't kind of really know if I was coming or going for like quite a while in first year it was quite a big change like in hindsight I think I was a little bit too young for like I'm very independent and everything but I just think it was a lot like emotionally like it's just it's such a big change and then also like as I said before like my course was very small and there was only three of us in the course who were actually commuting everyone else was from Dublin and living at home and that kind of created a different dynamic as well that like it just wasn't as easy like for them to kind of understand like that I was like be traveling home and people would be like why does it take you so long to get home at the weekend? It was like Wexford is not twenty minutes away, like, <laughs> and like especially yeah. I used to always find people because like a lot of Wexford people go to UCD, and um, a lot of the time it was like, oh, I'm from Wexford, and I'm like, oh, like where in Wexford? And they're like North Wexford somewhere, and I was like, yeah, like no, like I'm I'm like I'm the bottom of Wexford. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, go keep going. Water. It's like you hit town. Keep going an extra like half an hour, 40 minutes. I am the book. Because they'd be like, two and a half hours, three hours. Like, and it was like, it's like, no, it's not like gory and escorting yeah. north kind of Wexford area. It's it's far. And people were like, oh, right. Like, I didn't know. Like, Wexford stops at gory for a lot of people. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, no, no, we are in Jesus the to exist. <laughs> it's like the rest of us just floating around here in, in oblivion or something. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, yeah, I think I, c- I can definitely relate on that aspect to you, Danielle. Not so much you, Sophie. You're very lucky. <laughs> yeah. There's me like hopping out of Lewis 30 minutes. So here I am. <laughs> You're so lucky. But yeah, definitely. I think I'm mean, anyone like who's listening to this or is kind of wondering, like, stay home or like commute from a country aspect I would probably or like not stay home move like I don't really know what what would your recommendation be you guys what would you um I think it's a difficult decision to make because basically the first thing you have to consider is the financial aspect like it's not even if you want to or if you're ready to it like it does come down to the financial aspect especially if you're looking at Dublin like I've said this so many times you know like you're watching the news and they're on about like student accommodation and the price of um renting in Dublin and I'm so glad that I'm not starting all that over again so sorry to say that to people who are probably (laughs) all excited like it's hard like it's amazing when you get up there and you get settled and you know like it does sometimes take a while I know some people do deal with a lot of homesickness when they first go to college um but like I would recommend it if you can yeah to do it um obviously it's different if you live in Dublin like you know it's a lot of money to be like paying out when like you actually do physically live there (laughs) Um, yeah I'd love you'd love to kind of move away from home when it sounds very exciting but you just cannot justify it yeah that's what I was going to say yeah as someone who does live in Dublin would you ever be tempted to be like oh you know what maybe I will I'm off (laughs) bye it's it's so tempting when you get particularly because obviously all the algorithms and stuff on Instagram and those who are waiting for their results are probably getting them now but I remember last year when you're getting all those things of like NUIG sending on all their kind of accommodation ads and every time you turn on a story on instagram or even the government this time last year were using instagram as a platform to communicate so there was a sponsored post to remind us to like check our portal or to make sure we had our login details so everywhere you clicked it was talking about college or talking about Mm -hmm. your points or whatever it was and there'd be loads about like choose your accommodation or every time you went onto facebook or anything along those lines there was some kind of ad or sponsored post about choosing your accommodation and it would look so tempting and so exciting but also financially and convenience wise it's just you just couldn't justify my tip for college is to like really really like try put yourself out there as much as possible and like try new societies and like go on your own like I think it's very easy to find like a small group of people and latch on to them because it's like such a new experience like I just want a friend and then you can kind of like limit yourself whereas like I feel like people who really enjoy college are people who like are in like different groups and they have like different interests and like they have loads of different people that they know yeah I found college to be very clicky. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sophie, probably. Sorry, that's probably a mean question yeah, to ask. You haven't seen people. It's, yeah, they're they're really clicky in these Zoom chats. <laughs> I have, like, there's... Like, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually listening. They're actually giving the tips for anyone listening to the podcast. I'm sitting here taking in all of these tips. Like, yep, I'll take that into account in September. Yeah, um, definitely. Just be a bit confident and just, like, go up to people and introduce yourself. Like, what's the worst that could happen? They tell you to go away. Okay, that's your problem, not mine. Do you know what I mean? I joined loads of societies like I joined a few societies on my own like I'm actually kind of surprised at myself like looking back on it that I went to them but I wish I had to put in more effort to them as well like I was mad into knitting yeah I know I'm so cool how how can you cope with my coolness and there was a knitting society and like I went to that like a few times and like I think that like 
sometimes if you can't find someone to go do something with you go do it anyway even if like you feel so awkward like at least mm-hmm. you can say like I tried it once like and it wasn't for me or I didn't like it but like I think that like the worst thing is to look back and be like I'm sorry I didn't do that because no one else wanted to do it with me yeah you don't yeah. need people to to go with so like just yeah. you'll meet people there that's the whole point yeah yeah, I don't have any tips from a social side of view because I haven't had the social <laughs> perspective of it yet. Um, from a more academic side of things, um, definitely, I think having the kind of confidence in yourself um, and trying not to be kind of swayed by something that someone else says or you know a comment made by someone else or if you're feeling really kind of under pressure because and another thing is the grades are so different like when you're in school and you're getting all these grades and then suddenly you go into college and it's a whole new system like in I'm like I was doing English in school and then I went and did English in college and if I had got 70s in English in school I'd have been devastated I got 70s in college I was like I'm amazing I'm brilliant I'm practically (laughs) Shakespeare like you genuinely have such a different perspective when you start off and you're starting getting these new college grades you're like god like I've picked the wrong course I'm just I'm not able for this kind of level but it's actually it's just a whole different level it's a whole new way of learning like even speaking of Shakespeare when you're in leaving cert level you do a Shakespeare for a whole year and like that's your thing we did a Shakespeare in a week in college and that was it like you're moving at a different pace it's a whole it is still education but it's third level education and that's so different to what you're used to so it will take you time to kind of acclimatize to that side of it as well to get used to what it means to write an academic essay to get used to what the grading means so give yourself a chance to get used to that and don't kind of push yourself too hard if you're not getting grades that you're used to or you're expecting because it's not anything like you're used to or you can possibly expect yeah, definitely. I would say also as a, as a past English major, um, d- look at the reading list before you pick your topics for or whatever. What are they called? What are they even called? Modules. modules. Yes, modules for because I decided I was going to do six English modules and I was reading six books a week and I nearly lost my mind. And it was just very overwhelming sometimes they'd be like oh yes yeah, so there's these two books uh have them by the end of like have them for the next tutorial next week I was like two books that's like seven books now I have to read in a week and yeah so definitely look at the reading lists first and see and actually do the reading as well yeah seriously. and like you will come across the greatest spoofers you've ever met like, <laughs> <one of them. laughs> like honestly like some people are just able to like spoof their way like through anything but like not everyone is able to do that so I don't get like lulled into a false sense of like ah sure I'll only do a little bit of the reading because like (laughs) I just like one it's kind of the pressure then of going in knowing you don't have the work done but like two you just don't get the same out of it and like it all kind of piles up once it comes to exams or essays so like I would say try stay on top of the reading yeah even if you just kind of skip a few chapters in between or (laughs) or read online yeah spark notes is that the thing well, it doesn't always work when you're doing like 14th century literature quite the same. <laughs> Usually less of an uh, abundance of cheap materials for uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, I used to hate doing all that. I actually, that was one of my best like modules. I was very surprised at myself, like Beowulf and all that stuff. I was like, oh, I actually understand this. What? <laughs> I know. Bizarrely, one of my best modules ended up being medieval English, which was hilarious. Yeah, it's just crazy when you think you're like, oh, this actually, I, I, I get this. And like your lecture is like, oh, <laughs> you're like, I'm just as surprised as you are (laughs) yeah I think yeah definitely keep on top of your reading that's that's my only academic tip probably 
and, and don't, don't really you. actually don't be confused by they'll give you like long deadlines for something you're like that's not due for weeks and weeks whereas in <laughs> school you're like oh that's due in a week or so or due in two weeks and then you get something in college that's not due for like six weeks and you're like great I've got six weeks to do that and then like six hours beforehand and you're trying to do a reference <laughs> list your reference list will take longer than you think it is I can promise you that your reference list will take you as long as writing the actual essay so like all those kind of things just give yourself particularly in the first semester when you're getting used to things give yourself a chance give yourself as much time as you can so that if something does go wrong or if it's not quite as you anticipated it would be you still got time yeah definitely that that and that 10 percent that they give you for turning up turn up just sit there that 10 percent will will really help out one day just sit there turn up that's 10 percent of your grade it's perfect i wish they did that in school it's so handy <laughs> I really think that they should start like structuring the school system more like the college system because it is a real shock to the system sometimes when you arrive in college and you're like okay so we're going to college like I couldn't get over like having to actually like dress myself every day like in in normal clothes it was like how do you like wear like normal clothes like but still like in an educational environment like that just freaked me out for the first few months and also I couldn't get over like walking around the Trinity campus and seeing people smoking I was waiting for someone to like run up and be like you're on detention I was like what are you allowed like do all the yeah and I I don't know about in Trinity do you get your timetable given to you or do you like select your timetable like do you manually go in and be like I want to do this class at this time or do you just get given we chose our modules and then they'll give us a timetable yeah um, yeah in in UCD you sign up for your module and then they give you okay it's available at these four times which one do you want to do so you have to go in and pick and choose your timetable which worked for me the first semester the first year because I managed to get Fridays off and I think I had like half day on a Wednesday so like it was grand but then I went to DCU to do my master's and they just gave me a timetable and I was like what is this what no I choose you don't tell me you went to go I pick and then and my, I was asking my cousin who went to DCU and she's like no they just give you a timetable what are you talking about I was like in UCD you get to pick what but yeah, yeah uh, no we were just given our timetable like you pick like certain modules like in second third and fourth year that, and then but like you couldn't pick like what time because they were kind of only on at one time so, yeah so, I think it's because you see so big there's just like it's on it a few yeah. times because they can't fit you on it <laughs> Some of my sociology ones were at a couple of times because um, there were so many of us. So in that case, when sociology, sociology seems to be the one that like, if they're not sure they need another module for your subject, like you'd be in it. Like everyone seems to be, there was <laughs> politics, students, economics, sociology, social science, philosophy, like everyone was in a sociology one somewhere along the line. Um, so there was double classes for that. So you could kind of go to either one because you just had to log on online. Mm-hmm. But everything else, you just were given that this is a set time for it. Yeah, that was a big shock to the system because like you get a timetable when you go in secondary school and that's where you're supposed to be at this time. And now you're suddenly managing that yourself. It can be a bit overwhelming. So if you are going to the likes of UCD, that, that, that's a pointer for you that you will kind of, well, I don't know if they still do, but I imagine they do. You can kind of pick and choose what you do when. But even being responsible for going to lectures, like I think most of the big lectures I was in like no one takes attendance so it's like you can either go or like not go and like don't get into the habit of not go and it's so easy <laughs> to be like oh I'm busy watching the latest episode of this tv show couldn't possibly go um <laughs> I'm sure people won't be like that after the pandemic I'd say people will just be absolutely dying to get into college but yeah. like 
there was always when I was in college like you know urban legends of people who like never showed up for the whole year and like then still managed to like pass the year and do amazingly it's like those people actually don't exist they're like people are just making that up if you hear that (laughs) we had like a 9am tutorials a couple of days Um, now they're all on zoom so like all you had to do was literally roll out of bed and log on to zoom um, but people still wouldn't turn up for those like a few weeks into the semester. I think it'll have no hope when we get onto campus. That's so like you literally all you have to do is roll over and turn your laptop on. And <laughs> Genuinely, you just have to come and look half awake. <laughs> That's actually gas. Yeah, I was also going to say that I think a big thing for people going to um, college is kind of trying to maintain their secondary school friendships because. Um, my experience anyway I was the only person in my school who went to Trinity that year so like I didn't know anyone so like it was completely making new friends but my other friend was down in Cork where I was supposed to go (laughs) and like it can be quite hard to try and maintain friendships like if you're in a different college a different county you know um, even like a different course like it can be like really really hard so um, like don't stress out too much if you feel like you're not spending as much time with them or like, you know, if they're making new friends, like be happy for them. Like it is a big change. Like don't stress about your friendship too much. Like it all kind of works itself out. Like I'm still friends with like my friends from secondary schools. Like sometimes you just don't see them for a while or like you make new friends. And, like that's okay. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really make many friends in college just because it was so vast. And like, like I said, you would meet someone and probably never see them again. Um, but like I still have two very good friends from secondary school who like and they went to Waterford and I was in Dublin but like we still just but don't put pressure on yourself either like if some if you know I feel like a lot of people be like oh like but I went to primary school and secondary school with them and I need to be their friend still and it's like sometimes you do just grow apart and there's really nothing wrong with that yeah. either it's just kind of accept it you know obviously be civil and nicest to them if you see them when you're back home or whatever but just kind of you know it can be hard and you're already going to college and learning new stuff all of the things that we've listed so you know if it's not working out it's not working out and that's kind of I know it can be hard to accept but that would be kind of another tip it was kind of don't put pressure on yourself there because if you're if you're meant to be friends like you will maintain it and it'll just be flow but uh, if you feel like yeah if you feel like you have to put this pressure on yourself then it's really probably not the greatest thing for you in the long run which it's probably quite tempting as well when everything is new you go to college particularly if you've moved away from home you've gone to college you've got a new way of learning a new place you're living everything is new and you're not really sure about it so it's quite tempting I'm sure to stick and again I purely have my secondary school friends because I've not <laughs> met anyone in college so not the best place to give this advice but I would imagine it's quite tempting to kind of cling on to what is still safe and what you know so like while there's no problem with that don't let it kind of be something that you hold on to so far that it actually takes you a step back because college in many ways should be kind of those steps forward so it's sort of a balancing act yeah definitely um um yeah something else I just wanted to mention as well because I know um I experienced it when I moved to Dublin for college was as I said like I was on my own um but like suddenly I was responsible for getting myself home after like a night out and like I didn't have anyone to ring and be like could you come collect me or anything like that and like I think suddenly going out like I know like things are still going to be a little bit different for the next few months with like restrictions and stuff like that but like have fun but also you know know how you're going to get home and have a plan we have an article on the site so I'll link it in the description box for the episode about things to stay safe on a night out um because 
I mean, I witnessed some like really, really wild situations when I was out of college and like it's all fun until it's not fun. Um, so like I just think always kind of keep your safety in mind and like how you're going to get home, um, you know, like with different options in Dublin. And especially if you're not from Dublin or wherever you're going to college, like it, it is quite difficult to suddenly be like you can't ring to be like will you come collect me at two o'clock in the morning it's like you know you have to like make your own way home safely and like just always keep that in mind be aware that like the lewis and the buses don't run all night like it's not new york you're not going to get public transport (laughs) at 4 a.m they do stop that is everything for this week's episode we hope you enjoyed thanks so much to sophie for joining us and chatting to us about starting college in 2020 And yeah, we'll be back next week.